Hello and welcome to the Hardstuck Podcast. My name is Mythic, and today I'm joined here by Equinox. What is up? And Boopsie. Hello. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about the year five season 2.3 designer notes and comparing those a little bit to the year five season 1.2 notes Uh, and we're going to give some of our thoughts and feelings and what other people have said about those and then equinox is going to kind of run us down some bulletproof cam stuff and we'll talk about that and then we're going to get into some and then we're going to talk about uh, map rankings so let's get into it boys sweet all right, so uh, year C, uh, yeah, year five, season two, designers notes came out. They came out, uh, I think, the day after we released last week's podcast, which would have been Thursday. I could be wrong on that. Actually, I can check right here. It came out correct. on 7:23, which is indeed Thursday. Um, so basically, if you're new to Siege or if you've never looked at anything like this before, the um. The designer notes is basically something they put out in the middle of every season. It showcases the pick rates and the, well, I guess technically the presence of operators taking into account ban percentages, as well as their win deltas in high ranks being, uh, you know, like plat one and champion rank, diamond rank as well. Um, and then they kind of added on to it this year and showed us the ban, or this uh, season showed us the ban percentages of operators, and they talked about um, some retrospective balancing issues and balancing decisions they made in the past season and how those have affected the current season. So I guess we'll start off with the uh, operator de- uh, wind deltas and presence charts, and the first one we're going to look at is going to be for attackers. Now, the number one thing that sticks out to me on this one is Ace. He is way up there as far as pick rate at about 55%, um, meaning that in the rounds he is available to play, he's picked uh, half the time. Um, and somehow Over they half. do. Yeah, yeah, about half the time. And somehow they do an equation, like mathematically, which is probably way over my head, that takes into account, like, the ban rate as well. So in the. It, Basically, what what you need to know is when he's available, he's picked almost all the time, and even when you know when he's not available, obviously he can't be picked. So they took that into effect as well. Um, he also has a win delta of like 1.5%, which is the either the third or fourth highest win delta attacker for the season, depending on. Uh, it's kind of hard to see on this chart who's higher, but basically. Yeah. Blackbeard's at the top, then Finca, and then it's basically a tie between Iana and Ace. So, obviously, the new Hard Breacher has made some impact. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts as to the reasoning behind behind Ace being so high up there as far as Wind Delta? Because he's I think the... freaking insane. Yeah, he's, he's pretty nuts, that's for sure. I think a big part of it is that how quickly he does get his job done and his versatility, because, you know, he can remove like uh shields and you know bulletproof gadgets like that so yeah and and you couple that like his primary uh utility with the fact that he's got smokes as a secondary and then he's got you know basically the best gun uh best gun you could put in his hands in the AK12 as well as uh being a two two speed two armor so he's he's overall a very strong operator and i think he's affecting the meta more than any operator that's come into the game probably since like Maverick, I want to say. Um, I'd honestly and, say like Mira. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's having as, as big an, of an effect as Mira, but I don't think any operator since Maverick has really even affected the meta. So I was just saying, like, the last time we saw someone affect the meta strongly was probably Maverick. I can get behind that. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of refreshing, honestly. But it's it's been a fun season to play in because you kind of have to think about like, okay, there's an ace, so like it kind of negates bandit tricking on a certain you know, a couple select sites where there's those triple walls. Um, and there's just a lot more to think about as far as uh, destruction in general this season, which is fun. Um, now, another thing that popped out to me on these win charts was Buck. And obviously, um, anyone who's been playing for the past couple seasons knows that Buck used to have nades and no longer has them. Um, so Buck's win rate is in the fucking gutter at the moment. He's down, he's like the fifth fourth he's the fourth worst performing operator and he's only picked just under 20 percent of the time so it's safe to say that uh buck has taken a giant fall and just looking at the the previous season he had a one percent better win delta and about double the pick rate he has currently so it's safe to say that uh nobody wants to play buck anymore because yeah his pick good. rate tanked that's insane yeah. So well, the, those wind deltas are different on the season 1.2 designer notes because this season they go all the way up to six and all the way down to six. Last season or last designer notes were negative three to three. So gotta think everything's a little more squished. So he's at point. He's at like point six on last seasons. Negative point six on last seasons, and this season he's at negative one point six. It looks like. Or yeah, yeah, negative one point six. So there. he's like a full percent worse performing um, this season, which I think you obviously can directly attribute to his loss of nades. And uh, kind of coupled with that is uh, Sledge, but oddly enough, Sledge hasn't really seen a huge difference in his performance. He's still he's picked a little bit more um, about. Looks like about going from thirty five percent to like forty five percent. Yeah, so a little percent. Yeah, so about seven percent increase in pick rate, and his win delta is right about the same. Actually, a little bit lower. Actually, now it's about negative point five, whereas it was negative point two five last season. So that I think makes that sense. yeah, that makes sense. Anytime you see an operator being picked more, um, it tends to to lower their pick rate. Um, just because there's more variability and and there's less like sledge mains out there as far as people who just say oh, I don't know who to pick so I'm just gonna pick sledge because he's got nades you know so um, some interesting changes. Did you see uh, how far Maverick jumped in his wind delta when he got nades? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh so, shit. That uh, <laughs> that is is wild. But obviously sledge already had the nades. But with the with the removal of Bucks, Sledge became the the go to pick for uh, soft breach and you know nades. So that's about all that sticks out to me on the attacker chart. If there's anything else you guys want to bring up in regards to this, um, feel free. But keep in mind we can post the links to this in the show notes, and our audience can go ahead and take a look at this so they can kind of visually see this all represented on the chart the way we are. Yeah. Um. Just to detour. A little bit, I guess, like looking at the defenders. Um, the one thing that really stands out for me is how much Mozzie just vanished. Him going from a 40% presence to a 
a little over a plus point one win win delta, going all the way down to like picked eighteen percent of the time and having a negative win delta. Like Mozzie disappeared. Yeah, he did. So here's the thing with the with the Mozzie nerf. At first, when they first nerfed Mozzie, I was like, fuck this, I hate Mozzie now. But now that I'm seeing these these charts come out, the way they do this is there's lines that intersect right around the, the 0% win delta and the 20% pick rate. And Mozzie's sitting right there. He's about as close to what they call balanced as you can get. So if, they're, if their goal in that nerf was to balance Mozzie, I would say they've done their job. I mean, he's right there just under that 20% pick rate, and he's right there right about that 0% win delta. So in theory, that's a balanced op, you know? Um now I will say he's not as much fun to play without that super shorty, but I think they made the right choice in balancing. They just need to uh they need to do that with some more ops so he doesn't look so you know, so sad over there. Well, I mean he's like <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, when you look at it, he's right in the middle with a, a bunch of other ops. Who would you deem balanced? But it's like there's these other operators that you think should probably come down, right? Like Malusi's way up there. Which I'm not surprised yeah. in her run Delta because she's super strong. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, though. Malusi, so this is data from the entire season. And I don't think Malusi's as strong now as she was in the beginning. I think if she was still the way she was in the beginning, she'd be even higher on these charts. Um, but the, the real thing on the defender side that stands out to me is Jaeger. He is still, I mean, Jaeger's always been off the charts as far as win rate. Or as yeah, far as uh, pick rate, rather. Um, but he is still up there at, like, it looks like 95% pick rate. Yeah, I was I was going to say the same thing, because, like, you know, they made him a 2-2 to try and decrease his presence, but that literally did not happen at all. No, he's he's still in the same spot he was virtually. I mean, last season he was a 0.75 win delta at 95%, and this season he's a 1.0 win delta with a 95%. So... If anything, I mean, it looks like he's become stronger and he's still picked just as much. So, yeah. Uh, Ubi, you can't nail them all. Um, one thing I will say is, well, my hasn't changed at all. So he's obviously not becoming a more viable pick, but he is also in that in that little cluster of uh, quote unquote balanced ops as far as win rate and uh, or win rate and pick pick rate go. So I've been playing with my a lot lately and. Uh... I don't know why more people don't play him. I, I've been picking him more often too, and I agree with you. I think the, just the fact that he has a shield alone, coupled with, I mean, he's got the AUG, which even though it's a shit gun for an attacker, it's a pretty formidable gun in the hands of a defender, contextualized yeah. with the guns that they they have available. Um, you know, couple that with it, the, I think he can deny six projectiles, and he doesn't just zap them out of the air like Jaeger. Obviously, he has the ability to kind of turn them against the attacker if he if he uses it properly. So, um, yeah, I don't know why Wamai is still stuck right there, but I guess you know if if we're going by their idea of balanced, they did a good job with balancing him. So, um, there's a couple other things on here that are kind of interesting to think about. Um. One thing that I was kind of chuckling to myself over is that, so if you look at the difference between Rook and Doc on here, which, I mean, essentially have the same kit. I mean, obviously, one has Barb and, and uh, Bulletproof, and one has Impacts and Proximity, but they, they both have the same guns, the same 
you know, attachments, all that stuff. Uh, just slightly different gadgets. And Doc is picked far more at about a 40%, whereas Rook is picked just under 10% of the time. But Rook is the most winning operator on this chart right here. And uh, Doc is flat even at 0% win delta. So I think that's an interesting thing to think about. Um, there's a lot of Doc mains who think Rook is trash. It would appear you are uh, are misinformed. So, But, I mean, part of that is, like, pick rate. Like, if you're picked less like, and you're on defense, chances are you're going to have a higher win delta. Because it's a defender-sided game. I guess. But it is but, interesting how Rook has, like, the I highest mean, win delta. I, I, would, I would agree with you if he was only, like, half a percent higher. But this man is, this man's 25% higher than, than Doc is on the, on the charts as far as win, win rate. So I think a lot of people just think Doc's better because you can heal yourself. Um, so it makes, it makes the round feel better when you're playing as Doc. You feel like a fucking superhero. But I think a lot of uh, the idea of buffing your entire team and then and then you're you've done your job as far as utility is strong in itself. I mean we know this with operators like Jaeger and operators like Malusi. So just being able to set your shit down and then and then just be a gun. Um, it, 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 there's something to be said for that as far as the strength of an operator. I mean Especially I basically the, I'm sorry to cut you off. This is the last yeah. thing I'm gonna say is but the top four. Uh, highest wind delta operators are all that same idea where you just set your gadget down and it's done, and that would be Rook, Malusi, uh, Valkyrie, and Jaeger. So that's an interesting takeaway. Yeah, I was going to, like, these charts are from platinum and above, right? Yep. Well, plat, I think it's plat one and diamond is what they right. originally. <laughs> but, like, still at that level, like, kids are gunners. Yeah. Sure. So it's no surprise that all the people with guns are gonna win more, cause like it's just I feel like it's just Call of Duty up there. Well, yeah, but like at that at that rate, you look at someone like uh, look at somebody like like Blackbeard. Obviously, Blackbeard is strong for a different reason, but he's got one of the worst guns in the game. He's way up there. Um, Finca's is way up there too. Finca's is way up there, but she has good guns. Uh, I don't like playing Finca, but she does have good guns. To be fair. Um. But yeah, but there's other operators with good guns. Like Bandit has the MP7, and he's way down as far as win rate. Like not way down, but he's he's below average win rate. Uh, yeah, the rest of them like the difference between Pulse and Castle is hilarious, <laughs> being that they have the same the same guns. But obviously Pulse's utility is way more universal than Castle's. Okay, I just yeah. like I'm looking at this right now, uh-huh. and uh, Tachanka's win rate like. Wind Delta, sorry, it kind of skyrocketed, and then uh, Capcans just kind of tanked. Yeah, it's interesting. So if you've been paying attention to these charts for for the last little while, you'll notice a trend among trap operators in general, where it seems like one season their wind deltas go way up, and then the next one they go way down, and it's been cyclical in that way for the past. I don't know. I've been paying attention to these for about a year, and it seems like. One season they're strong, the next they're weak, the next they're strong, the next they're weak, and it seems to just go on that way. I think it's just something along the lines of, like, you know, one season uh, traps are really strong, so everyone thinks to look out for them, and then when they stop being played because they're not as strong, people forget, and then people start playing them again, and they get strong, and then people realize it, and then they 
look for them and then they get weak and then it just keeps going on and on like that so yeah no uh, so i just noticed this like if we look around like the intersection of the lines right where statistically you want like your operators to be ideally mm-hmm. we have mira and echo here which are arguably like two of the worst ops to play against because they're overpowered and they're banned all the time yes i so yes they're banned all the time and yes they're annoying to play against i don't think i think there's a an issue among the community and i'm just as guilty of it as anyone where we ban operators that we don't like to play against but do we don't necessarily ban the overpowered operators um and case in point would be like uh a jackal so jackal i don't think is is necessarily overpowered in his current state but he's still fucking annoying to play against so he gets banned all the time um and if you go look at jackal's win rate you know he's he's picked it about 30 percent and his win delta is below average so he's not overpowered but he's annoying so he's banned all the time um and then you go to like uh who else is banned all the time on attack thatcher Where's Thatcher at? So Thatcher is is fairly balanced. Granted, his presence is really high, but he's, you know, just above average on on win rate, um, and he's banned all the time. So while he might be frustrating to certain people to play against, he's not necessarily an unbalanced operator. Uh, mm-hmm. But then you look at someone like, uh, uh, like Finca, you know, Finca isn't isn't to, like you never die to a Finca and you're like, God damn it, Finca, you know, but like her win win rate shows that like she's clearly uh she's clearly not you know necessarily a balanced operator but you just don't notice when you get killed because of a finca boost because it's not something that feels like oppressive to you so it's kind of an interesting thing that i've been thinking about and this is the reason i've been banning so much blackbeard by the way right here his wind delta so i guess anyone was wondering we just don't don't like blackbeard i think you just don't like playing against him because he's unbalanced and he is a crutch for people and they win rounds they shouldn't because they have a blackbeard on their team yeah because they have a face shield yeah but that's that's the exact reason it's it is frustrating but he's also unbalanced as as shown by the statistics we're looking at right now so yeah there's nothing else i really want to pick out out of the win win rate and uh presence charts but if we go down to the band charts there is some interesting things here uh, unless yeah. someone has anything else they want to say about the, the pick rates and the win rates? No, I'm ready to move on to bands. I think I'm ready. Right, so uh, start off with attackers. Mythic, you want to uh, you want to take this one away? Yeah, dude. Um, so the big thing that really sticks out to all three of us here is that Thatcher has gone from a 36% ban rate as uh, season uh, 5, 1.2, to now all the way up to 50% surpassing Jackal, who went from a 63% to 43%. And nothing's changed with Jackal in the last season. Nothing's changed with Thatcher. It's just, you know, everybody's banning Thatcher a lot more. Everybody started watching Pro League or something. I don't know, dude. (laughs) I think it's quarantine's fault. People got bored enough to finally watch Pro League, and now, now everyone's banning my goddamn ops. It's crazy. I'm also looking at like the short end and the Thermite Hibana bands have gone down. Capitals off like not on the chart anymore. It's because and, of the ace band. Yeah, and then Ace has replaced the Capital and gone way up there, passing Maverick. 
every hard breach is on this is on this uh, chart too. That's crazy. Ace it's, Maverick, uh, Habana, and Thermite. Crazy, it's kind of hilarious actually, because like the bands are virtually the same. We just got rid of Capital and then started banning Ace all the time. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a twenty-one percent ban rate. And Thermite and Habana dropped too. Yeah, because Ace, you know, you got to ban one of them. Yeah. I think looking at like the defender one is almost even more shocking than than seeing how much uh, Thatcher has risen. Is just look at so if you look at last seasons, Mira had an eighty percent ban rate, just above eighty percent, about eighty one percent of the game she was banned in, and then she's so she's dropped down to just below sixty five, and Malusi has just zipped right up there with her. Um, Lucy's sitting at 61 while Mira sits at 64. So this is an operator who was didn't even exist last season. And as soon as she came in, people were like, nah, fuck that, I'm not playing against that. Which is kind of hilarious to me. It is. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see like how, like when the, I guess the dust settles with her, see what people, or to see what Ubi and people kind of say about her. But I also think it's funny because you see Echo at 40% and it almost couples perfectly with the Mira Echo. Mira Malusi, Mira, you know, Malusi Echo, those kind of things. So yeah, and that's another example of that like oppressive, like the reason these three are banned disproportionately compared to you know someone like uh someone like a Jaeger or like a Cade who like are really strong in their own respects is just because when you die to a Mira or you die because you were stuck in a Malusi thing or you get echoed off of a plant, it just feels like you just got bullshitted out of a round, you know? Yeah, it does. So it's just interesting things to think about when you're when you're considering banning. Um, by all means, it's a video game. Play it how you want. If you don't want to play against a Mira, go ahead and ban that Mira. But uh, you might want to take a look at these win, win charts and just think about, think about your bans another, uh, for another moment. Just think what's actually going to help your team versus what's not going to piss you off. I just noticed something kind of funny. Capcans on last season's and this season's band charts with 1%. I, I know. Think, I saw that. I think you can attribute <laughs> that to the plats who just take their brain out of their head and sprint into sight every round. I would say that's probably 1% of that higher echelon of players. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my thought whenever i see a cap can band now the the thing that confuses me is well it's not it's not there on this season's uh ban rates but last season cav was banned almost as much as lesion and i can't see the justification for that at all i mean i know cavs banned a lot in lower ranks but this is we're talking like plat and diamond like yeah what are you banning a cav for so that was just something that I was I looked back at and I didn't remember seeing last season. I was kind of scratching my head at that one. It's crazy to kind of see like where things have shifted. Like Legion's not on this anymore, and has been replaced by I guess Malusi. Oh, big time. And, and uh, Cavs not on the seasons and it's kind of replaced by uh, Jaeger with that one percent. Crazy. It's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think only like one season ago too. They thought giving Ying another Kendall was a good idea. <laughs> well, and now this season they think giving Fuse another cluster charge is a good idea. So, yeah, full circle. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're trying to make four a good number in Siege. Are you guys with us? And it's like, nah, four <laughs> is too much for a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> so the the interesting thing though 
uh, while we're on the topic of Ying, I just scrolled up back up to the uh, the wind charts and all that. Is Ying is in the exact same spot she was last season. Nothing's changed as far as her win rate. She's still at negative one win delta. She's still at virtually zero pick rate. Um, so while they say like down below, like yeah, they added uh, they added some stuff to Ying last season, like smoke grenades and and the fourth candela. Granted, the fourth candela lasted all of like six days, but it made really no difference, and she still. You know, according to the charts, underpowered and virtually picked not at all. I mean, the only person picked less than her is, uh, well, I guess there's two people picked less than her being Nook and Glass. So, mm. wow. Are you sure it's not Fuse and Glass that you're looking at that you mean? Presence oh, okay. I was I was looking at the year one, uh, or season <laughs> one. The season one one. Uh but yeah, she's she's still in the same spot though. Um so it's it's Glaz and Fuse rather than Glaz and Nook. Nook has actually raised a little bit in her pick rate, but her win delta has dropped, in fact. So And nothing's changed oh she got nades, I guess. Yeah, she did and it dropped her uh it dropped her win delta. So that just goes no, to her show pick that... rate drops her win delta. She's an attacker, you pick her more, you're gonna lose more. It's just how it is. I mean I guess in in theory but you'd think it well, would balance out. It's a percentage of the round she's played that she wins in. So if, if you play five rounds versus playing 50 rounds, you know, and you lose 20% of them, she would still be in the same spot in theory. Or if you win 20% of them, then in theory she would still be in the same spot, you know? It's not... Uh, this win delta isn't how many rounds were lost playing Ash. This win delta is what percentage of the rounds that Ash was played in did they win or lose. Well, I'll right. agree that the more players who play a certain operator, the more likely it is that there are more losses going on. But in the grand scheme of things, it should relatively balance out. But either way, um, there's a couple things way down at the bottom, uh, like changes with Fuse and Gridlock and Oryx. Uh, and I talked about that last week. Yeah, we did. So I don't think there's any reason to go over that. So that's going to bring us to... Uh, couple just a couple shorter topics that we had on the dock for this week um there's been a lot of discussion around the uh the g8 lately oh yeah and i think we've all got some some ideas i don't think all of our ideas line up exactly with one another's but i think it'd be an interesting thing to talk about um specifically the g8 with the angled grip uh being in iq's kit so, my ideas on this are pretty short, so I'll just start it off. Um, I think IQ has, uh, rate, as she stands, she has two great weapons and one average weapon. Uh, the great weapons being the 5.52 and the G8. And she is the only, uh, the only operator who has three viable weapons. Yeah. Um, so, you could make the argument that, like, Rook and Doc have three viable weapons, but you're just lying to yourself. Uh, so in, in my opinion, what needs to be done or, or what I would do if I was made King of Siege for the day is I would just take the G8 away from IQ. I don't think she, I think the 5.52 is a sufficient enough weapon, especially for the strength of her gadget in certain situations that she doesn't necessarily need, you know, one of the best guns in the game to back it up. Um, 
there are people who argue that you know you should just take away the angled grip, but I think that fucks Amaru right in the ass, and I don't think Amaru needs to be fucked uh, in that manner. So I think the best way to go about balancing IQ G8 wise would be to just take it away from her. I don't think she needs it. Wait, rewind. Do you want to fuck Amaru in another manner? Is that what you're saying there? Bruh. Uh, I think if someone was <laughs> if someone was gonna fuck Amaru, I think they should do it with some with some decency. Yes. Okay. Well put. Um, <laughs> I saw somewhere on Twitter a while back, and somebody was making the argument that operators shouldn't have more than one unique weapon. So like, or what? More than one unique automatic weapon. There's no reason IQ should have three. But, like, if you have two weapons, they were saying that one should be, like, an assault rifle or an SMG, depending on attack or defense. And the second weapon should be a shotgun. So you could have a choice between the two. But there's no reason where IQ should have had, you know, at one point, three unique weapons. And Capital had two unique weapons. And now, you know, those guns are being distributed between other operators. But it's like, why did they ever have that many unique weapons in the first place, you know? Well, uh, I think I think the whole like IQ is obviously an original op. She was in this game when the game launched, and I don't think they took into account that this game was gonna last as long as it did when they put IQ in. Um, I didn't. I don't think they ever thought they were gonna make it to this point at release. Um, so they just kind of were throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck. Right. Um, so I think if they could go back and redo it, they probably wouldn't have given iq3 weapons they probably would have just given her like you know maybe just the aug and the commando or something but as it stands right now she's got three and i think uh i think it's definitely too much not necessarily because she has three weapons just because she has you know two of her weapons are so strong and like it's it's kind of funny because like the 552 is one of the best guns in the game like probably top yeah. At least top 10, if not top 5, like, strongest, most manageable guns with good damage, good fire rate in the game. And, like, no one plays it. People kind of, like, scoff at it because of how good the G8 is at this point. So, it's just kind of a shame to see a, a gun that good not being used just because, you know, she's got the G8. I think so. she should lose the G8. I agree with that. It seems like the most reasonable way to balance her. Like, I mean, there's going to be people who bitch and moan, and but I, I don't really care about those people because they're all fucking foreheads who don't realize they have a gadget and they're just playing her for the G8 anyway. So if you just sent those kids over and made them play Amaru and then the IQ player can actually do their job, I think it would be beneficial to the game. Right. It's just like, the gun hits harder, has more bullets, and I would argue better recoil than the 5.56. Five, or the... Five five two six. The commando. Five five two commando. Yeah, the commando. Yep. Um, it's so like all in all of its aspects, it's a better gun, and it's and I understand why people use it. I'm not gonna bitch about people using it. Um, my favorite thing that I've heard about uh IQ is that people aren't uh IQ mains or G8 mains. Yeah, and uh, that came from Braxton. Yeah. Yeah, that's the exact thing. It's like. I've heard in Pro League, like, Intero jokingly said, because someone was getting spam marked in, like, the last 30 seconds of a game, and it was an IQ, and they were getting spam marked by a Valkyrie. And Intero said something along the lines of, well, we've got... <laughs> we've got so-and-so playing uh, IQ who seems to have forgotten their unique ability, 
because they're literally just <laughs> standing there getting spam marked and then got C4'd through a floor. And it's just oh like, my come on now. Like, this is pro league and we've got people doing this kind of shit. Oh my god. That's how ridiculous that gun is, is people just pick it, pick IQ for it, even though they they have no intention of doing anything with their gadget. They could, uh, they could lower its damage, its DPS or whatever. Because they yeah, did it with I, Jaeger's gun. You know, I don't, didn't... I don't think there's a, an issue with having strong guns in the game. Like, I think that gun on Amaru is fine. Um, right. I, I just think it's a ridiculous gun for someone as strong as and as versatile as IQ to have. Uh, don't misconstrue what I'm saying into thinking that IQ is an S-tier operator. But <laughs> you've got it. You can't tell me she's not more versatile than Amaru is. You know? IQ is an overpowered A-tier operator. Translation. <laughs> an S-tier operator. <laughs> Be that as it may, as it may, I I don't you know what I'm saying though I don't necess- I'm not necessarily advocating for a G8 nerf I just don't think IQ needs it. It's like it's like when they nerfed the R4C by taking away the ACOG. Like the gun itself didn't need to be nerfed. It just didn't need an ACOG, and that's how I feel about IQ. It's like IQ doesn't need to be nerfed. She just doesn't need the G8. You know. So what you're saying is we take all the sights off of the G8 and make the iron sights like the CZ. No, then. no, it was just the best <laughs> comparison I could make. Oh God, I'm going to bed. I hate it here. You can so, only use you can only use a G8 if you use iron sights. No, you gotta put Cali's <laughs> sniper scope on it, but it's permanently locked in 12x. Good luck. Oh my, oh, God. my God. Hit fire. Can you imagine? I'm putting a laser on that bitch. Honestly. So, the biggest thing is is you can't really do a whole lot to lower like i guess change the g8 without affecting another operator and we have that with a lot of other operators who share common guns and those kind of things like we can't really nerf the vector for mira if we suddenly decided mira needs it needs a nerf because that's going to affect goyo and i think goyo's in a pretty good spot right now Mm -hmm. also they have like the tcsg there you go oh first time in like a month i've said it right (laughs) Um, yeah we'll go a month but like if you were to like do that you like you could argue that they hate they have another um reliable gun i guess reliable so the best example of this the best example of this in my opinion is pulse and castle so like people have been bitching about buffing the ump for so long for castle's sake but then you think about a better gun in the hands of a pulse and you just kind of like shiver at the thought like you I literally it sends goosebumps down my spine. Um so that's where I would like to see them Why can maybe, we get year one pulse back because I don't want to die. Uh <laughs> pulse is broken. Yeah, I don't want to die every round to someone I can't see. But um so it would be cool if they would do one of two things. Um, so I saw this. I don't remember who tweeted it. Forgive me. It was one of the, I think it was one of the pro players. No, it was Varsity actually tweeted. I'm pretty sure it was Varsity. He tweeted. Yeah, um, it was Varsity. Jaeger, if it's Jaeger's good, overpicked. Yeah, yeah, Jaeger's overpicked yep. and overpowered and Castle's underpicked and underpowered. Give Jaeger the ump and give Castle the R4C. And I just laughed my ass off for a minute, and then I thought about it, and I was like, that would actually probably balance those operators reasonably well. Um, so it would be cool if they would do things like that. Instead of just changing gun stats, actually changing the guns that are physically allowed to to certain operators. Kind of like they did with Mozzie and Castle. Uh, Castle was a shithole. Um, 
Mozzie was nuts. They took away the shoddy from Mozzie, gave it to Castle, and uh, Mozzie's balanced now, and Castle's still in the shitter. But uh, at least it fixed Mozzie. So it's an interesting thought. Yeah, if they can do it with secondary weapons, why not primaries, you know? It's a good question. Like, I'm perfectly happy with Pulse having the shitty UMP. But Castle doesn't bring a whole lot to the team, so why not just give him a better gun? Yeah. Well, then people can feel like they can play him more. He's a 2-2. He's would have Jaeger's gun, and he has a set-it-and-forget gadget. Why wouldn't that make Castle better? And you have an active gadget on Pulse, and Pulse isn't honestly brought all the time, and but you can still roam with Pulse. Pulse is... Like, has a roaming capability. So you take Jaeger, who's already a good roamer, give him the UMP. What is that going to change? Like, he's got a shittier gun, but he still has a set-it-forget-a-gadget. Yeah. Maybe we'd have people grow, like, a pair of brain cells and, you know, start becoming decent castle players. I also think, I think it would just... Because, like... Restart that sentence. Yeah. I think it would just encourage jaegers to not play like fucking monkeys um because like the worst gun you have the smarter you have to be about your gunfights right so as it stands as a jaeger you can basically peek anything at any time swing it and unload your mag and if you hit them a couple times it doesn't even have to be in the head they're gonna die yeah you um, win whereas with the ump you gotta really you gotta know where they are you gotta aim for the head and you gotta hit that headshot quick or you're gonna die so I think it would just like change up the playstyle of Jaegers. I don't think Jaegers overpowered. No, we kind of talked about this. I don't remember if it was on Unrenowned or on our episode last week. My idea for for an actual Jaeger nerf, which was technically Get Flanked's idea, I've come to realize. But the the whole that was uh, the Unrenowned episode. So for anyone who hasn't listened to that, my my take was you know take away an ADS, give each remaining ADS, which would be two out of three. Give them each a third zap, so you can still clear six uh, throwables, but you have to do it from two locations instead of, you know, being able to do it from three locations. That would be interesting. I I think it would be cool, and we were talking about this on Unrenowned as well, but, like, I'm not necessarily advocating that that should be done right now in the live build, but it'd be cool if we, like, use the test server to actually test potential changes instead of just using the test server to make sure that the changes they're implementing aren't going to break the game at like a coding level because that's all they use it for at the moment so we're gonna move on to equator and his bulletproof cams i'm ready yeah we can do that i think uh bulletproof cams are super underrated because i've been paying more attention to them this past like week or two you know and i've even played with them a few times but so like the other day i think i'm in like a 2v1 and there's a banshee on the floor in the middle of sight, and there's a bulletproof cam on the opposite wall. Uh, so there's two attackers. I'm an attacker and one defender. But like, the banshee being there was oppressive in itself. But the bulletproof cam being on the other side of this banshee, I couldn't do anything about it. And so it's it's little plays like these where if you can like place a bulletproof camera well and double it with some other utility, it can be really strong, especially in, like, late game or, like, a post-plant. Yeah, I saw... It's free I'm sorry. I, I saw some sneaky shit with, uh, with a bulletproof cam on Villa a couple weeks ago. I completely forgot about this until you just brought it up, but you know how people, like, 
a place a maestro cam above a hatch that's in a corner and then they'll knock the hatch out so you can't sludge the maestro cam yeah well they did that with a bulletproof but when they knocked the hatch out they went under or something with a with a womai and they threw the womai disc uh like the frisbee right up on the bottom of the hatch so just enough of it was peeking out the bottom that it was going to catch like the zofia stun or the ash whatever was going to break the bulletproof and i went to i went to zof zof blast it and my shit got caught by a by a disc and i was like how the fuck like because i couldn't see it because it was like on the underside of the hatch but just enough of it was sticking out that it still caught my shit before it hit the bulletproof and i was like damn that's a five head play right there yeah trying to talk about some cheeky shit man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a crazy play like i i just kind of like sat there for a second and it was like what the fuck just happened but and then I realized you're already typing in all chat GG Wama. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well played. I lose this one. So uh, it's just now that you bring up bulletproofs, yeah. If if you can set up shit like that or like a Malusi right next to it, they can be really strong. And especially since it's secondary utility that gives you, I mean, you can see through smoke, uh, and you can you can't really put them in that many places, but like on Villa. On 90 and in uh, study, there's those two corners with the hatches where you could set up some cheeky shit like that, or you could do the the old Malusi trick Equator was talking about. There's some potential for those to be really strong moving forward. Um, I feel like I feel like the strongest place for bulletproof cams are long angles, like 90 Holland Villa, or there's this one Mythic uses on Cafe when we're defending kitchen. Um, so long angles like that, and then in sight you know protected by some sort of utility and then another one that i use a lot of is when uh piano room on uh consulate Mm. i put one up there too um but just so when they do try to play vertically you can kind of tell where people are and all that and for some reason it doesn't really get like taken care of and i don't i don't know why it doesn't and it's just weird because it's like you got like three people in piano and i'm staring at them and then I start live pinging on them, and they're just like, what's going on? I'm like, they're looking up at the ceiling for, like, valve cams. It's like, it's this bulletproof cam sitting between two flags with a white, or the big, bright blue light on it. Like, yeah, you guys seem real confused right now. As a Zofia player, because I play her sometimes, um, it's hard to justify shooting a bulletproof cam with an impact sometimes. Yeah, it, like, it makes you be. as an attacker, it makes you prioritize where to put your utility. Yeah, for sure. I mean, being that like all you have to do is either shoot the side of it or melee it. It's like, am I really about to use my ash, my ash round for that? But yeah, sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes you just got to do it. And then like you're burning the ADS to take care of a bulletproof. It's like, god damn it, dude. There's so many better things we could be doing with stuns and innate or whatever. You know? Yeah. Yeah, bulletproofs are kind of nuts. Especially if you can figure out where the push is coming from. Oh yeah. Um. So do you guys want to? Okay, we already went over. We already went over everything else. So, you guys ready to rank some maps? Sure. Yeah. All right. So who's keeping track of this? Somebody get a uh, list out. Actually, I I can pause. 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 New. So while while Mythic's pulling this up, I'm just going to explain what we're doing here. We are going to rank... Remember a couple episodes back, we did uh, operator rankings. We did the tier list. Well, we're going to do a similar thing with the ranked maps currently in the map pool for Siege. So 
I just kind of were thinking about something we could do interesting for this uh, episode, and this came up, and we were like, yeah, fuck it. We all hate, uh, we all hate Outback. Let's let's trash it some more. So here we go. Um. So on that note, are we starting from shittiest to best? Like what we think? I think that would be so the easiest we're, way we're, to we're do doing, it. Yeah. We're doing ranked maps, correct? correct. Yeah, ranked only. All right. So that's bank. Border, Chalet, Clubhouse, Coastline, Consulate, Cafe, Canal, Oregon, Outback, Theme Park, Villa. Yeah. So, in last place, by a huge Wait, margin. How many is that? That's 12. Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, 12 of them. So, in, in last place, by a huge margin, I'm going to go out on a limb and take a huge bet here and just imagine that you guys are going to agree with me and say that Outback is the worst fucking map I've ever played on. Man, no. You, yeah. no. Not us. Not no, us. No. We don't we don't hate it here at all. Yeah, Outback is trash. Outback number twelve. And uh, then from, from here it gets hard though. I know, I was just thinking that. So <laughs> you're like, well, I know which map I don't like. My my immediate thought I like more. <laughs> my immediate thought is like chalet. But then See, I think immediate. but then my I think about canal. Yeah, and then yes. <laughs> so I I'm gonna be honest though. I think I hate Chalet more than Canal. Um, and I think this I is gonna change when they. Chalet. I think it's gonna change when they rework Chalet. But I, as of right now, I personally, I cannot like when Chalet comes up on the map. I'm like, I can't wait to sit in a corner for three entire defensive rounds and just do nothing. Yo, that's true because there's not a whole lot of wiggle room in Chalet. Like the whole you map is literally just you can so do narrow. nothing. Yeah, you just, it's like, okay, I'm going to play smoke. I'm going to sit behind a fucking deployable shield and trophy one round. I'm going to sit behind uh, on blue stairs another round and sit in that corner. And then the third round, I'm going to sit below with a nitro cell and wait to kill somebody. And it's just so fucking boring. And then attacking is just like, it's literally like pulling teeth. You got to get the breach open and then stand there for fucking a minute and a half and wait for someone to peek you. And then when someone finally peeks you and you get the pick, you smoke it, you plant it, it's over. And that just seems like... The only the only fun site to attack on that is trophy, but that's also the one that you're like expected to lose. So it's just such a pain in the ass map to play on. Whereas canal, I don't know. We as a team have gotten pretty good at attacking and defending canal, and it's grown on me uh, in the in the time since it came out. At first, I did not like it at all, and when that coconut Dude, I, shit was going on, I hated it. Oh my god! But the reason why I, I, I hate canal more than Ch- Chalet. Is because on Canal, I literally just go shoot people outside. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be in the map. And I don't know. So I play Valk, throw two of my cams outside, and play off for picks. Like, that I sounds like Canal you on every more, map. Canal has more viable sites than Chalet does. Because, like, Chalet, you just, like, can't really play bar, you know. But Canal, once you went up, once you went bottom, those two first floor sites are both, like, kind of equally viable, I would say. Personally, yeah. especially if Mira's on the board, Coast, Lar- Coast Guard becomes a lot more reasonable. Yeah. Are you telling me top floor in Chalet is not viable? Because I feel like we have the most viable strap for top floor Chalet. So <laughs> Chalet, if you're playing it in a traditional sense, is not top floor is not viable at all. We've found a way to cheese the shit out of it and make it work <laughs> like half the time. What I said was bottom floor is viable, kitchen and trophy is viable. But bar and games is not viable. <laughs> Three of the four sites on Chalet are arguably viable, but the fourth site is just not. Like, I cannot play bar and stock. 
But like with Canal, like you could play all four sites and probably be fine. Yeah, you're probably gonna go two one on most canals. Canal yeah. plays. You might go three zero, but so we're Canal saying Chile is worse than Canal. Yeah. Okay, we put Chalet above over Canal. And then uh, Canal is so, ten, yeah. Yeah. So for nine, I'm thinking theme park, but I could also be swayed to say Oregon. I like theme park more than theme park's actually one of my favorite maps. Not what like not my favorite, but it's yeah. I don't think it deserves uh, nine. What would you put yeah, below I... theme park here? Oregon. Yeah, I agree with Oregon. I could honestly, I could see border. putting. I feel like original Oregon is honestly better than the rework Oregon. If I'm being a hundred percent honest with you, I don't know yeah, about I mean, all that. I, I'm not a it huge fan so of New Orleans. Give me back more split sites. Oregon's Take okay. Take them away. I only had two. I wanted. Now I only have one. I think right. How many split objectives are there in Siege? Not a lot. I I don't know, dude. Just I don't know. I don't want to get into this right now. Right now. I know, huh? Um. So yeah, I. So what are we thinking? Oregon, uh, Oregon for nine. Yeah. So right now we've got Outback, then Chalet, then Canal, then Oregon. Um. Number seven. We're uh, at eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Number eight. I feel like what's gonna actually help us out a lot is if we do start going from like. Our number one map. If we were to like do that and kind of like work towards the middle. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like the number here. one the number one's gonna be harder for us to all agree on unless we narrow it down. Yeah, I don't know what number already... one is right now. Okay. I mean I know what my number one is, but like I know it's not your guys' number one. So I feel like it'll just be easier to to work from the bottom up. So we're left right now with bank, border, clubhouse, coastline, consulate, cafe. Theme park and villa. Okay. So the two that scream to me right now are cafe and border. I think border and villa. For eighth? Yeah. I'm thinking the villa for sure. Fuck but... you guys. I love villa. I said villa seven, bro. And then villa's number eight. one for me, dude. You guys are fucking crazy. Villa's an, in- villa's an incredible map. What is good about villa? Uh, Other than the map. I came up with like Villa has three, three viable ago. sites. It has, it has the perfect number of viable sites. It's not impossible to attack. It has good roam potential. It's got a good balance of outside to inside play and the ability to take map control and sweep across. First of all, Villa has four viable sites. Mm, library is harder to play, but it's viable. That's fair. It's it's just I don't know to me like Villa is a good map. It's fun to play. It doesn't feel ne- it's it, it's one of those maps where like the better team I feel like wins on Villa. I don't I don't ever feel like oh shit we got attack on Villa on overtime we're gonna lose. You know it's like all right we can we can win whether we get attack or defense like it doesn't matter. It's like balanced in the respect that like if you play it right you're gonna win it. Yeah, for eighth right now I'm I'm between Villa and Border. I say border. I would definitely say border. Which it kind of pains me to put a map this low, but it's okay. All the rest of these maps I like, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's uh it's all pro league maps. Except Oregon. Which is 
a shithole. Yeah. But I also hate Border. Like, I'm not a fan of playing on Border. Dude, I love playing on Border. I'm just not a fan of it. It's one of those maps where... It's kind of getting stale, I think. That and, like, it's... We play it twice, and then we go Vents. Yeah. It's just, like, it's so played out, and, like, there's so much cheesy shit you can do on Border. Like, people who stand on that fucking... People who stand on the roof at that, like, random, like, oh, there's open fucking air floor plan in the middle of this fucking building, and they shoot you when you run into our east stairs, and it's just like, why is this a thing? I can probably count the amount of times that's happened to me while I've been on PC on one hand. I don't die from it often, but it's just because I know that people are up there. So, like, I every time I go to run that way... So that just cuts like, your that cuts your rotation options down to one. You can go up metal. There's your option. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing that is why it's out of. It's gonna get. A, I will tell you now that it's gonna get reworked next. It will be one or uh, chalet and then skyscraper. Yeah. So after skyscraper, they're gonna announce that we're reworking border. We're giving it a third staircase because we're giving every map three staircases. They just feel better to play on. They do. And hey, you then... know what has three staircases? Villa. Theme park. Yeah, theme park does. I think it's four. Cafe. So. I'll buy it out because it has a choke a choke point at bull. It's not. It's not only. It's not only the three staircases that make it better. It's the ability to move amongst floors in more two. than one location. With, it's a it's a box with two staircases. Bank only has two. What number are we Since at? One. Seven. Seven. Bank has three to the top floor and two to the bottom floor. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying top to bottom staircases. That's their new thing. Outback had three, or not Outback. Oregon had three, originally. Either way, they weren't all top to bottom. Where, where are we at here? We're at seven. Okay, so we just put what? Where we put? Border eighth. Border eighth. Uh. Oregon um, hasn't been placed yet, has it? Yeah, it is. Okay. So, will you share yeah. your screen with me so I can see what's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I just need to open my Epic Pen. What am I doing? Outback Chalet Canal, Oregon border. Oh, I'm feeling coastline. Not a chance, dude. You're weird, bro. I'm either I'm putting Villa or Theme Park before coastline. Okay, hold on. We have Outback out. Oregon out, border. This in is not order. I'm just, I'm just crossing them all out. In what world do you think that Villa is a worse map than Coastline? Like, what planet are you existing on right now? Villa is just so stale, man. Coastline is literally Call of Duty. Like, it's a fine map if you're playing Call of Duty fucking free for alls, but for Siege, dude, it's not good. We literally run Ying. On I that think map. we go. I think we go bank on seven. Not a chance. I'm I'm gonna say there's no fucking way. Bank bank is way better than bank's way better than five. Bank's better than theme park. Bank's better than cafe. No, no, it's not. It it (laughs) is though. That's the thing. It's not. That's the thing. (sighs) Just put Bella. Six for sure. Oh god. I don't know. I feel like theme park's getting pretty far up here though. Yeah, I'm 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 not okay with theme park going above. Going theme park's above. a good map. 
It's a decent map. I don't, I don't know if I'd call it good. Theme Park Dude, doesn't make me want to alt F4 all the time. It doesn't make me want to alt F4 out of the game. I'll give you that. But I don't ever see Theme Park come up and I'm like, oh, thank goodness we're playing on Theme Park. But when I see Bank come up, I'm like, oh, cool, we're playing on Bank, you know? Yeah, I Bank do. is fun I to play on. Bank. All these maps are fun to play on. That's but not I think true of these maps, Bank is the worst one. I don't know how I feel about putting Villa above Bank. Just put Villa awesome. down and I'll let you guys do the old IQ8 S tier fucking bullshit again. <laughs> Just put it there. Are you saying... Is it... Just fucking put <laughs> Villa on 7. When Ox is saying Bank, I'm saying Villa, you're saying Theme. <laughs> Just fucking so we put have, Villa. If it makes a decision any better, I would put Villa immediately after Bank. Okay, so <laughs> we put Villa there, and then I'm thinking bank here. Is that where we're going with that? No That's chance. Backwards. That's the backwards of what TJ said. He said bank, then Villa. I Unless said, he was. I said Villa. We could go Villa's worse than bank. But no the way shot. I would do it is that bank is worse than Villa. I'll agree with that, but I don't think either of them are worse than theme park or cafe. Oh, you're just simply wrong, Boopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, number six. Villa seven, number six, where are we? Bank. Boopsie's so mad right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't even know I'm here. I'm gonna go play ranked. I'm gonna message me when you guys are done. So you gotta go play ranked on a seventh list. place map. I hope so. That would be my ideal scenario. I don't know if I can put Villa at 7. I'm still hung up on this. What do you mean? So we're 100% going with Villa 7th? I'm putting you're, Villa... You're Villa's number one. number one in my book. Villa's the best map in the game. Villa's number 6 in my book. Yeah, Villa's not very high up for me either. This is why I'm saying we, can, we should go from top to bottom because we all have different number ones. Alright, let's go for number one. What's the best map in the game, Mythic? Uh, club or Cafe? I think mm-hmm. Cafe... Not a shot, dude. What are you gonna? Are you about to tell me Cafe is a seven-plane map? I was gonna put Cafe five. Not a shot. All right, my top three is Villa, Bank, Clubhouse. Villa runs into the same problem with a lot of other maps, though. What do you mean? Plus, Bank is honestly stale, but I have a fun time playing that as a stale map because everybody's expecting everybody to push servers and open up those two walls when they go up top. And you won't ever make it to the third site because it's just unlikely. I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, uh, I don't think Banks that. Fuck, dude. What's your favorite map in the game? Me? Yeah. That's not. See, my favorite map in the game is Border, but I said it's an eighth place map. So what's your what's your number one here on this list? Cafe. I don't understand. I can you can argue that Cafe has four viable sites. No, it does. What what is our what is our ranking based off of? Is it our is it the maps we enjoy playing, or is it the maps that are like the most balanced? Like, what are we going for here? What's the criteria? I'm going off of I'm going off how balanced the map is, how attacker sided and defender sided it is, and then I'm also saying how much I actually enjoy my time there. So I'm just basing them off of maps that I enjoy playing. That's what I thought we were doing, listing our favorite maps in the ranked pool. 
<laughs> is that not what a tier list is for? I was going. Or if we were, if we were doing like, like competitive play, like I thought we were talking about the best map Rainbow has ever created. I didn't know we were signing yeah. up for Go Force this week, boys. I thought we were just playing ranked. Ranked is Go For now, bro. Yeah, Where man. Fair enough, I guess. But you're talking about the best map. What makes a map good? How fun it is to play. How even it is, like, or how balanced it is, I guess. And like so on and so like, you know, that's what makes a map good. That's what makes a map fun. That's what would make the map the best. All right, so number seven, bank. Sure, or or villa if mythics really wants to shit on my feelings. Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, villa. I thought we were talking about the next one. Six. Yeah. I think bank because you can argue that the two middle floor sites aren't viable. But then I guess that also does change the villa because you can argue there's three viable sites. Well, I guess four. Villa is literally the best map in the game, boys. I don't know what your issue is here. Villa six, bank, bank seven. Sorry, Matt. Cool. You with that equator? Yeah. That's what I had initially. I'm pretty sure. If Coastline isn't the next map, I'm literally logging off for the day. Well, Boopsie, saying- uh, <laughs> I have some terrible news for you. All right, so <laughs> welcome back to the Call of Duty podcast, where apparently we have changed our objective from being a Siege-based podcast to a Call of Duty co- podcast. So what's your favorite thing about playing Search and Destroy on Coastline, TJ? Tell me. My favorite thing about playing Search and Destroy on Coastline, Boopsie, is um, holding the hard point. Cool. Wait. <laughs> So, Wait. so if we're going you, to play kill confirmed you, oh my god so you're <laughs> telling me on coastline there's not f- four viable sites I, this was never about the amount of viable sites for me it was always just about what what maps when they come up when i play ranked as a person who plays the video game and plays ranked what maps do i enjoy seeing versus what maps do i not enjoy seeing and you don't enjoy seeing coastline I would rather see Coastline than Villa, I'll tell you. Or I would rather see Villa than Coastline, I'll tell you that. You heard it here first, folks. He'd rather see Coastline over Villa. Yep, cut out the second part and just slice <laughs> that bad boy again. <laughs> if, if you think I'm not, if you think I'm editing the audio for this bullshit. <laughs> oh TJ is about to sound like he's talking through a fucking sponge. Dude. <laughs> Dude. All right. Uh, hang on, hang on. So, so we're left with uh, clubhouse, coastline, consulate, cafe, theme park. Yep. So these are the top five maps right now. Yes. No, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, coastline. I'm leaning towards theme park. I say consulate. Not a chance. I got consulate at fifth. I think consulate's worse than theme park. Consulate's top three for me. Well, fucking villa was number one for me, so suck it up and write it down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah, write it down, you dirty mother. (laughs) Put it down, bitch. (laughs) My name is Boopsy. I'm about to start owning shit around here. All right, so we got clubhouse. We got bank. No, we don't have bank. We got clubhouse. We got theme park. We've got consulate, and we've got coastline. 
No, not console. We just ruled that out. It's cafe. Okay, cafe is worse than coastline. And the yes. other two are the other two no. are arguably the best maps in the game. No. <laughs> you there's no shot. You're telling me cafe's worse than coast. Dude, cafe is a dog shit map. You're killing me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> If, if this was my list, it would literally be like Outback, Theme Park, Cafe, fucking Boulder, from the bottom, dude. <laughs> Leading all the way up to the Holy Grail of Villa. Fucking Don't boot my favorite map of Skyscraper. Dirt, dirt, dirt. <laughs> that's, that's just There's insulting. No... I'm There's just playing, bro. no shot. You're putting Cafe below Coast. Not a shot. No chance. Okay, yeah, I mean, in my head, Coastline was, like, number 10, so sure, yeah, Coastline's definitely worse than Cafe. I'll give you that. So, where are we at for, we're looking at fourth place right now? Yeah. Yeah, fourth place. And so we all agree that Coastline is worse than Cafe. Yep. Yeah. And so, we're now determining if if Coastline's fourth, or if Theme Park's fourth. I think Coastline. Okay. I'm not really happy with that. Because I'm leaning more towards Theme Park as fourth, but... Well, Theme Park's definitely the next worst map, so go ahead and write that one down. We can compare our uh, individual tier lists after this, if we so desire. On that note, top three maps, boys. Relative. Relative top three maps, I should say. There's no way you just put Clubhouse as the best map in the game. Over Cafe? Well, I guess this whole this whole list is just skewed for me. It's better than Cafe, but there's no way it's the best map in the game. There's no chance you're telling me Cafe is better than Club. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. All I'm saying is Clubhouse is not the best map of the game. I can't believe this is what we've ended up with. Dude, I think Cafe is my number one right now, bro. You guys oh, are what? fucked in the head. I'm with Mythic on Clubhouse being better than Cafe. I just am saying there's no fucking way that's what we ended up with as number all one. All right, all right. So judging by your guys' uh, opinions, we have Theme Park in third, Cafe second, Clubhouse first? Yes. I mean, this whole this whole list makes me want to uninstall this game. Okay, Boosie, what, what are your ranked maps? What are your ranked ranked maps? <laughs> number right. one, Bella. Number two, Bank. Number three, uh, Clubhouse. Thank you for putting that in there. You already know. Um, number four, Consulate. Yeah, you already you already know what the worst ones are. Um, number five, I'm going to say Border. Number six, I would put Canal. Number seven, I'm going to put uh, Theme Park. Number eight, I would put... Uh, what don't I have here? Uh, no, I, have or- I do have Oregon. You know, sure. Coastline? Uh, Coastline's number nine. Whatever the last one is, it's number eight. Cafe's number eight for you? Holy shit. Cafe's dog shit. You're weird. Fair enough. It's my opinion. We're all entitled to have one. What's your uh, ranking, Equator? I feel like all of ours are different. You want me to yep. go from top to bottom, or like Boopsie did? You can. Um, all right. I just know you're number 12. So my number one? Cafe. Uh, hang on, what the fuck? Oh, my number two, theme park. My number three, coastline. Four, clubhouse. Five, consulate. Six, villa. Seven, bank. Eight, border. 
9 Oregon, 10 Canal, 11 Chalet, 12 Outback. I can't believe you guys are doing Villa like this. All right, and so for my list, I'm thinking Clubhouse, Cafe, Consulate, Theme Park, Coastline, Bank, Villa, Border, Outback, Chalet, Canal, Out, or Oregon, Chalet, Canal, Outback. I said Outback early. I was just getting ready to trash on it. I suppose. Yeah. I'm I think a... the, the one thing we can agree on is that Outback's the worst map in the game. Outback and Chalet and Canal. Nope, nope. Boosty thinks differently. Never mind. Never mind, never mind. Forget I said anything, everybody. Canal's a decent map. It's okay. I think. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you switch my bank and border? Your bank and border? Yeah. So, border above bank? Yeah. I changed my mind. It's kind of where I was, too. Between villa and border, I was like, what do I like more? Villa or border? Because I'm not crazy about either one of them. I was like, I guess I kind of get excited if we're attacking first on Villa so I can ash rush. Dude, I love my, like, the top eight maps. I love Oregon and Canal. Meh. And then Chalet and Outback, I just don't fucking care about. Yeah, and I'm kind of, like, opposite of you, where it's like, Oregon and Chalet, I'm like, eh. And then Canal and Outback, I'm like, get me out of here. I can't believe Boobsy thinks Canal's sixth, man. That's just weird to me, bro. It's a good map. And his theme park is seventh, and yours and I both think theme park's a top five map. Theme park is not that good of a map. Yeah, it is, dude. See, like... Dude, it has three staircases. What more could you ask for? <laughs> a fun map to play on. It is, dude. Cafe's not even in your top five, Boopsy. Cafe is dog shit, dude. What are you even talking about? There's two. Leave that in. Leave that in. This mic is dead. You have to leave that in. Oh, I will. All the hemming and hawing you do about three staircases, top to bottom, and then you're trying to tell me that cafe is fun to play on. Go fuck yourself. Oh my gosh. Cafe has two. And then it's got the one in the center. Yeah. Dude, Cafe has so Not many three. secrets that we haven't we haven't used. Cafe we haven't also exploited. has four sides of the building that you can repel all the way top to bottom and play above. There's soft destruction everywhere you need it. Even <laughs> if we don't use it, like, literally, ever. It is there, though. The option is there. I'm playing T-Hunts. I'm ready for rank. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, you guys can do OQ. I'm, I'm going to bed. I mentally checked out of this like an hour ago. He mentally checked out when when we <laughs> <laughs> when, when Bill was Yeah. When he said Bill is not number one map. He's like, what? I would have I would have settled for top five. You guys are just being hurtful. <laughs> it's number six. Yeah. <laughs> I think what this has taught me is that different people enjoy different things out of the video game. For instance, I enjoy having fun, and Mythic really likes stairs. <laughs> that was Equinox who said three stairs. I was nope. making fun of you for saying it. Every map's getting a third staircase, man. If it doesn't already have it. Skyscraper third staircase from top to bottom, and by top I mean the attacker spawn. <laughs> read so the words. Our final, our final conclusion is... 
Number one, clubhouse. Two, cafe. Three, theme park. Four, coastline. Five, consulate. Six, villa. Seven, bank. Eight, border. Nine, Oregon. Ten, canal. Eleven, chalet. Twelve, outback. And on all of our own individual lists, outback is the very last one. And shell is the bottom three in all of our lists. Equinox, our, uh, ours are pretty close, man. They're not far off. It's like you guys are married or something. I mean, his clubhouse is one, mine is four. Yours is three. Clubhouse is a decent map. Yeah. It's just not the best because it's not Villa. You're weird. You're weird. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us on episode eight of the Hard Suck Podcast. You guys can go follow Boopsy over on It's Boopsy, and he's going to be big pissed because he hates it here. You can go follow me over at on twitch.tv slash hey underscore it's underscore mythic. And you can go follow our Twitter at uh, hardstuckr6. I almost forgot what our Twitter was, boys. It's <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much. For... Yeah, true, 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 true. Anyways, thank you guys for joining us, and we will catch you guys next week. And if you want to hear more of us, you can go over to the Unrenowned um, Unrenowned podcast over at anchor.fm slash unrenowned or find them on your uh, favorite listener. Bill is the best map in the game. Nerf Jaeger. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>